0: going on y'all mills the virgo here you are listening to mills speaks so welcome if it's your first time here welcome if it's not your first time here welcome back um i am uh this is my 20th episode so y'all should feel very special i feel special um i'm very proud made it to 20 episodes i actually have about two more planned um after this um that i'll most likely record this evening if not tomorrow on the holiday um uh so so it's it's july 3rd the day before the 4th of july um and all i can think of is this is just another year that i didn't make it to essence fest see uh, just another year i didn't make it to the essence festival okay I'm not going to go deep into that because, I mean, that's depressing. But, I mean, just just listen. I, I, a lot of people that I like are going to be there. A lot of people that I, I really get jiggy for is going to be there. And it's just, uh, man, yeah, whatever. Okay? Okay? Um, I have tons of stuff to, to kind of talk about. This episode is called Naked Gardening. The reason for that is because I was in a meeting last week um, with... Um, one of the best, like, liaison provider reps that I've ever, you know, worked with. I've, I've worked with tons of them. I used to do that type of work and really am looking forward to doing that type of work again. Um, and being a liaison is, is um, it's not easy. It, it really isn't because you have to always constantly be thinking of the best interests of whoever you're talking to. And so it's like it's like you're always constantly torn, you know, Um, so I respect the ones that are really good because it's really hard to do a really good job at being a liaison or someone who, you know, works on behalf of a company, you know, for a subset of people, you know, so that's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. So we were in the meeting, and she was just talking and talking and talking. She's, she's leaving the company, so she was kind of talking to us about that a little bit and talking to us about her gardening and, and such, and then she made a comment. She said, yeah, I mean, I don't do naked gardening anymore. And I said, do what now? I said, "I said, well, that's going to be the name of my next episode of my podcast. And I said that right there in the meeting so nobody can be like, oh, my God. No, 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 I told you. So, but no, I, I just thought that was interesting. I don't know anyone that does naked gardening, but I guess I can't say that anymore. I know one person, at least one person, that does naked gardening. So, I, it just seems like that would be troublesome, you know, with bugs and the heat and sweating. Um, but you know what? It doesn't matter because with the type of heat that we have right now, it really—you could be naked, you could, you could have clothes on. It doesn't fucking matter. You're dead. You're dead. You're fucking dead. Um, Instagram really fucked me up today because I was I, I was going to post two videos today. One video, I was talking about this heat, and I got distracted. J. Cole's song was on, she knows, came on, and I just had to... <laughs> listen, it took it took me over, okay? So I had to just perform that. Alright? Hold on, let me turn my, my ringer off here because is ridiculous. People are always trying to message me during the podcast. Never any time before or after, but only when I'm trying to record. Anywho. Anywho, uh so um you know I'm trying to get back to where I was at. I'm sorry, I, I, I I've totally forgotten and gotten off track here. I've gotten off track here. Okay. But you know, long long story short, Naked Gardening is where it's at. Apparently there's that. Um I <laughs> I can't even imagine this, but, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm not even going to try to imagine it. It just is what it is. She said what she said, okay? It could have been a joke, but I kind of feel like it was the truth. You're welcome. All right, um, so that's the name of the episode, and that's why. Um, Okay. So, I will start at the very beginning. I have notes. Um, So, the beginning of last week, the BET Awards came on. Uh, Fantastic display. Fantastic display. Typically, I don't like the BET Awards because there's just a lot of shenanigans and it's not as um, organized as as you would like. And on top of that, um, a a lot of the artists now or the rappers and singers and and such are um, people I just don't fucking know, right? But I did a good job this year, okay, of keeping up with the kids and their songs and their people, and, um, nah, um, I, I had a good time watching this, this was, um, a hundred different reasons why this episode, or this, uh, yeah, this, this award show was so great, the main reason, of course, was the Lifetime Achievement Award, which was given to Mary J. Blige, um, so I'll get to her in a little bit. Um, there's so many great things we saw from the BET Awards, and not just the awards themselves, but commercials, movies, um, um, Previews, um, that kind of stuff. That was only premiered um, or previewed during the BET Awards, which is really, really dope. Um, one thing in particular that I'm very excited about is Queen and Slim. Okay, Queen and Slim. It's a movie. It's got Daniel. Don't know how to say his last name right now. I'm not gonna try. My guy from Get Out. Our guy from, uh, from, from Black Panther. Let me just say this one. Two strikes. He's already got two strikes for me because Little Rel tried to tell his whack ass not to go up there with them crazy white folk. And then what happened? That's what happened. And then in Black Panther, you just gonna turn on the Wakandans, okay? Bruh, okay? You just gonna let Killmonger come in here and do every and anything? You gonna go against your woman? You gonna go against your best friend? Oh, my God. And Black Panther 2, he better be in jail. I'm serious. If, if, listen, I can't remember his name right now. Was it Wakabi? Wakobi? Wakabi. Wakobi. If Wakobi is not in jail for treason, okay, and I could be using these words wrong, I don't know, but if he's not in jail for treason, I'm gonna be very upset, okay, because this guy, come on, this guy, anyway, so, um, But no, that movie is coming out, so um, it's got him in it, and it's got another young lady in it. I I don't know her. I think she's a new actress. She's going to be in it. Um, They're going on a first date, it seems like, and they are at dinner. Everything's going cool. They're riding in the car, probably trying to go to the next spot or home. Not sure. Not sure. And they get pulled over by the police. The police act crazy with them, as we kind of tend to know that they will do from time to time. Okay. Um, They act crazy with them. Slim manages to get the gun from the police officer. Bam! Pops the cop. Okay. Kills him, as a matter of fact. And then they go on the run. It's like the Black Bonnie and Clyde. Um, I think Bokeem Woodbine is in the movie. He actually said that. If it isn't the Black Bonnie and Clyde. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, sir. Okay, Crooklyn, get it together. But, yeah, um, so that movie looks so dope. They're on the run. Um, I don't know where they go, but... It looks like they, it's like a love story, but not, obviously, because it's real life shit going on. Uh, listen, I love it. I can't wait to see it, it comes out in November sometime. Um, I can't wait for this. I just know that the people are going to have such a problem with this. If these niggas die at the end, this movie might have a chance. If these niggas don't die at the end, oh my god, and then they just got away with killing a cop, oh my god, can you imagine, can you imagine the pandemonium? can you imagine it it's crazy so i mean be on the lookout for that it looks so dope it looks so dope so you know i was excited to see that um that is written if i'm not mistaken by lena waith um who is also producer and writer on the shy um Lena has been doing great things ever since she got that Emmy a couple of years ago. And she became the first African-American woman to ever win an Emmy for a, um, a writing role, which she did on Master of None, which is a TV show starring Aziz Ansari that is on Netflix. Um, so, shout out to Lena, okay? Shout out to Lena. Looks like she's got another one in the can. So, I mean, let's just run it down. I mean, Lena has had um she's The Shy has been incredibly um successful. Um she's got another show Boomerang has been fairly successful on um BET. She's got another show that she's going to do on BET called um 20s or in my 20s or 20 something or something like that which I'm really excited for cause I mean you know a lot of these things I'm not gonna be able to relate to just because I don't care about shit like that anymore cause like you know I was just thinking about like in my 20s like 10 years ago like if something crazy would happen like I'd act like it was like the end of the fucking world and like now I'm just like bruh come on please please okay just I'm chilling please please go over there with that shit please you know so I'm just way different so um, so it's interesting to, to watch that kind of stuff and to kind of listen to it. That's um, kind of what I meant by um, the Ari, Ari Linux album being kind of like a late 20s struggle. You know, I remember those times so clear, you know. Um, so it, it's nice to reminisce and it's also nice to see, you know, what's different. What's different for the generation behind me or the group of folks behind me from when I was coming up. So it's kind of cool. Um, so she's she just got tons of shows, and then of course this movie here that's coming out, Queen and Slim. So I mean I, that right there is like four or five things that she's doing. Plus, you know, um, I think she's got way more stuff in the in the bag. So I mean, shout out to Lena Waithe, man. She's she's out here doing it, and I love that. I just I just love that. And there was another movie, and I don't think I wrote it down. I want to say the. The movie title had something to do with being a cop. So, Blue or... Blue blue or... I don't know. It looks good. Basically, it's a a young black girl who is, um... A cop. She's a rookie. And, um... Her partner left her in the car... Um... To go do... Something. To go meet the CI or something like that. She's sitting in the car. She hears gunshots. So, she goes to investigate because she is a cop. Um... She's got her body cam on and she gets to where her boss is or her, um, excuse me, her partner is. And she, she can see that the police themselves actually killed someone. And, um, before they could actually talk to her, one of the undercover or dirty cops shot her and then shot her off like a ledge or something. And she had her body cam on. And so, um, I guess the movie is basically about her getting her revenge, um, because they go to find her body, her body is gone, so they can't believe that they made that mistake, and I guess the movie is basically about how she plans to expose them, get her revenge, all these types of things, so I'm here for the movie, quite frankly, um, cause, you know, fuck the police, so, there's that. Um... Okay, so I'm just going to go right into the BET Awards. It was hosted by our girl Regina Hall. She is hilarious. I don't know that many people know that. She's very, very, very funny. Um, I knew she was crazy as fuck in the Scary Movie movies. Specifically, my favorite one that she's in, even though she dies in it, I think it's the Scary Movie 3 one. I think that's the 3. Either 3 or 4. And... I, she dies in it and everything, but even after she's dead and the stuff that Anthony Anderson and Kevin Hart be doing, listen, it's hilarious. So, so I really, I really know that she's funny. She's a really good actress too. Um, I, um, I kind of wish that in Girls Trip she had more crazy, funny shit going on. Like Tiffany Haddish kind of stole the show, which was fine, you know, because I mean, hey shout out to her, but I kind of, you know, Regina's really funny, so I was just like, I wish she was funnier, but, you know, I get it, it, it it's the role that, she you know, she had to pay, play, and, um, you know, that's just what it is, it's acting, acting, it's acting, so, um, so shout out to her. She she hosted it. She opened it up with with a totally DC. I if I didn't know where she was from before that night, I know now. She's from Washington D.C. She's from the D.M.V. area, and she loves the fuck out of her go-go music and all her crazy shit. They had the nigga out there to come out there to that sang uh, doing the butt, which I remember that song so vividly growing up because I remember my mom hated that song. <laughs> she hated that song and, and everything and i remember that my um one of my good friends um her name was keisha and it was like keisha got a big old butt and she hated that too so it's like yeah so um but shout out to shout out to them because i it was a nice pleasant throwback for me um because you know i'm an 80s baby so i remember that shit um so let's just talk performances. First performance, Cardi B opened up with Offset. Offset came through with the choreo. Okay. I'm not sure if y'all was aware. Um, but I, I did see these videos before. But Offset is 100% a um, pop locker. Okay. Choreography is his thing. Um, Offset is dope. And, you know, I agreed with what Charlemagne said where, you know later on in the show, the Migos came out and performed with DJ Mustard, and, um, (laughs) they were basically saying that the Migos was, they was doing a two-step on the, you know, and they were basically like, (laughs) y'all are holding my Offset the fuck back, like, don't ever bring him out here for a two-step ever again, put some fucking choreo. I'm like, yes, get Lorianne Gibson in this bitch, because Offset can handle it, okay? Um, but nah. Um, But, no, I I really did enjoy that, though. I think they did the clout song, and then they did, um, I think she did press. I think she did clout. I think they did clout. I'm not, I really got to rewatch it, and I deleted it off the DVR, so that's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, let's just roll with they did clout and press. Let's just roll with it. Um, and it was dope, so I was like, okay, cool, that that opened the show up. That was pretty cool and everything. Um, highlights for me would be Lizzo and her. Um, Lizzo came out there doing her Lizzo shit, and people are not aware of Lizzo. I think a lot of people were just now starting to get, you know, the the idea of Lizzo because she performed on the MTV tv movie awards or whatever and then she had been on Ellen a few times but people wasn't really checking for Lizzo like musically or you know from a performance standpoint I have been following her for some time I've listened to her albums and I know the bitch is fierce but you know hey it it just takes a while for I think everybody else to kind of catch up and that's okay that's okay um Lizzo's dope um uh, here's the thing, if you can't twerk and play the flute at the same time, I mean, what the fuck are you really doing? What are you really doing out here? You ain't doing nothing. Nothing. Because this is shit, okay? I mean, anybody that knows woodwinds, anybody that knows flutes or anyone that plays an instrument trying to do anything else other than just sit there and play the instrument is very is very hard challenging and then when you add other stuff like marching, high stepping dancing performing heat uniforms, choreography okay big lights stage people fans you know all of these things okay that that gets very hard. So for Lizzo to be able to keep it together enough to get the twerk together, to g- you know, what I'm saying get the st- have the stamina enough f- to even be able to get the um the actual you know flute and be able to play, because I'm here to tell you she she had to have performed at least I don't know about two minutes maybe three minutes before she got to the flute itself. Bitch, I'm out of fucking breath already. Especially the way Lizzo performs. She goes hard. So, shout out to Lizzo, man. She, I really enjoyed the hell out of that performance. Um, she uh, she was the, the best performance of the of the night until her came out with... Um, damn. I don't know that young man's name. He got a bunch of letters in front of his name. I don't know. Y-N-B-D-D-D-Cortez. Cortez. I don't know. Whatever the young man's name is. He, um... He came out and performed with her, um, I think the song that she did was Lord Lord is Coming or something like that. She did some spoken word um, prior to singing and the performance was really good. And then the young man came out and he did his verses and it was really good stuff. I, I expected it to be trash. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I mean, realistically, I shouldn't have because her wouldn't perform with trash. You know what I mean? But I mean... For his name to be that, and then all the other rappers they got the YMB or whatever the name or the letters are. Like I can't trust any of that right now. So, you know. Um. So, so that was really dope. It was really dope, man. I can um. I can really appreciate her because she, again, is somebody who plays instruments. Someone who has perfected um the ability uh, and mastered kind of the performance. She, her is actually only like 23. She's so young. I was like, my God, she's young. Jesus, I was 15 when the bitch was born. Jesus. Uh, no, no, that's the wrong numbers. I don't know, man. Don't don't quote me on these numbers, okay? Let's go with 12, 12, 12 when she was born. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, so shout out to her. Um, I have written down here. What did I have written down here? have spoken words singing bass player guitar player piano amazing talent she i mean the list goes on and on she's fantastic i can't wait till she becomes more realized as an artist and as a woman and when she really grows into her own and enters that prime level when you really start to vibrate on your own frequency like she's gonna be so dope she's really gonna be dope so shout out to her um Let me see. So, I'll get to Mary J. Blige because I think that's pretty much all I have for the BET Awards. So, Mary J. Blige was dope. She came out there. She accepted her award, which was cool. Um, Then she came out and performed afterwards, which was dope because, you know, hey, realistically, I would always love for the artists to be able to come out and do their own tribute because... Um, I personally get tired of the wrong people being selected. I personally get tired of the wrong people singing, or people singing badly. Um, so I'm not here for any of that. So, yes, let Mary do her own thing. And and, and I think a lot of people kind of share the same feeling and had the same synopsis, but only Mary really can do Mary. I mean, everything else would seem like, um, like a mockery, in my view. You know what I mean? So shout out to mary so she did a whole, whole bunch of songs i mean she did a whole bunch of songs uh so, but the, the major standouts of course was um the new jack swing section so real love the uptown section so you know real love you remind me um those remixes and let's just that's a that's a side note I literally remember when You Remind Me came out. I remember my mom had a specific car. We was in the car. We'd, we'd drive from Hilton Head to Ridgeland, which is a um, town outside of um, Hilton Head Island, where a lot of my family lived. Um, we'd go there. We And I remember listening to this song. I remember this song being on. And this song made me feel feel really, really secure in my black female dumb. if that makes sense. Um, Mary J. Blige is the ultimate homegirl. She's the ultimate, you know, hip-hop queen, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I'll be the first one to say that I never liked Mary J. Blige like that in the past. But I had bops from Mary J. Blige. Tons of them. Oh, tons of them. And plus, I mean, Mary, listen, they played Mary's stuff on the radio like crazy. So you could never be, you could never get away from her music, quite frankly. Um, but no, my, some of my favorite songs from Mary J. Blige, of course, um, would be I Can Love You, which was featuring Little Kim. Um, there's a song called Seven Days, where she talks about what happens on Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and listen, Linda, I love that song, it's one of my favorite songs, um, so it's dope, um, there's a song called My Life, which is, which is a really great song, very chill song, um, I'm Going Down, I'm Not Gonna Cry, (laughs) um, Real Love, you know, um, Shit, it's so many. It's so many. Be happy. Um, so many songs. So many songs. So I can get can get jiggy with a lot of the catalog. I didn't I didn't like or appreciate Mary J. Blige like that. I didn't feel like her voice was like that. I, everybody kind of felt like she was so good. She's the queen of R and B, hip hop, so blah 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 blah. But I just didn't feel that way. I was just like, yeah, she do a lot of hollering. You know what I mean? Um, but I think. Where people kind of were able to okay the situation was because they knew about her issues, like her drug issues and being beat down by Casey from, uh, you know, from Jodeci and all kind of stuff. So I, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. So maybe there was a sympathy level that I could have had if I'd known that information. But outside of knowing that information, I didn't feel like her voice was strong enough for the love that she got. But here we are, 27 years later. Um, and like I said in a previous episode, I respect work. I respect the work ethic. I didn't like Beyoncé or, or Kobe Bryant either. But I respect the work. And I respect the longevity. And I respect the, the, the hours put in there. You see what I'm saying? And Beyoncé, Kobe, Mary J. Blige, his, they're just legendary. Um, they've been doing it for as long as they want to do it. You know what I mean? And it's no end in sight. Mary J. Blige is, is fantastic. So she brought out, she brought out Method Man, and they did, of course, the um, You're All I Need, okay, which is, of course, a uh, sample slash remake cover um, of uh, Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye's You're All I Need to Get By, which was also sang by Aretha Franklin, which was also it's sang by so many people. Back in the day, they didn't care about that kind of shit. People covered music all the time. Now you can't do that kind of shit. You can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore, Jacquees. You can't do it. So, you know what? I saw some. I saw something. Speaking of Jacquees, okay. Let me just pause in the middle of Mary. Speaking of Jacquees, I saw something the other day, and they were just like, "Oh, well, Jacquees' song was better. His version was better." Da 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 da. And I don't think people are taking it into consideration that yes, his song may have rode better. Like from like a standpoint of, you know, maybe he wrote the beat better. Maybe it was better lyrics or something like that. But he had the entire blueprint. Like. I think people missed the idea that Ella and whomever created the song created this from scratch. Jacquees was able to listen to what they created from scratch and take their words out and put his own words in. And he didn't have to create a structure. He didn't have to do anything. All he had to do was make the words fit where the words already were. So I just kind of anybody that hits me with Jacquees's version was better. It should be better. He had the fucking blueprint. He had the fucking blueprint on how to make a dope song. Come on, man. But anyway, that I did not mean to bring that up, but you know, whatever. That's it's the truth, okay? Uh, and then she brought out Little Kim for my jam. I can love you, okay? Um, which I mean, it's one of the best. Lil' Kim features in my book. It's dope. The beat isn't is, is crazy. The beat's crazy. The you know, the music's out of control. Um little Kim is just she's just a raw energy. Ah, who gonna who gonna love you like I do? Huh? What? Like, ah. You ah. like okay, Kim, you know? So, um <laughs> I love Lil' Kim, man. I love Lil' Kim. I was just telling uh, my friend Carrie today that I listened to No Time the other day. Um, our, you know, Lil' Kim's very first song. And, bruh, I, that song still goes hard. I still love that song to this day. And the lyrics are amazing, even though she didn't write those lyrics. Okay, Biggie wrote those lyrics. All right. She didn't write those lyrics. Alright, but I'm just saying, it's still dope as fuck. So, you know, if you got... If you got time, get, just, put, put no time on, okay? That shit'll get you going in the morning. Oh, oh, got no time, hey, you know what I'm saying? You're welcome. So, um, so yeah, the Mary J. Blast John was really good. I appreciated the hell out of it. I think, I know that she was tired about maybe three or four songs from the end. You could see that she was extremely tired, (laughs) okay, like, Come on, come on, come on, Mary! You got to get in the gym, but we got to get the stamina up. You're going on tour this summer. It's hot, okay? So I'm just hoping she's straight. But otherwise, the show was great. Um, I appreciated it, and she seemed very humble by the situation and by the circumstance. I was actually going to name this episode uh, use your fucking titles, because Mary came up there, and she was just like, I know, I'm a, I'm a legend, you know, this, that, and the other, and she kept going, like, rattling off these names, <laughs> these titles, and I was like, yes, bitch, use those fucking titles, you know what I'm saying, so, um, all of that, so I was, <laughs> I was gonna name it that, but then the Naked Gardener came through, and I was just like, wow, um, so yeah, so that happened, Mary was great, they did a, um, Humanitarian Award. They gave it to uh to Nipsey Hustle, um, which was good. They had a nice little tribute. It wasn't a huge tribute. Um, I think March ambrosius came out there and performed a bit. Um DJ Callan and uh John Legend were there to do the higher song and they basically just played like the video of Nipsey's verses, um, for it and it just was sad all over again and then nobody got time for all the emotions, Jesus. Um, and again it was just really sad. It was really sad because, you know, Nipsey, he was one of the good ones, you know. So, it's just always a tough pill to um, swallow. Um, You can tell very clearly that the family is still mourning big time. I mean, it's only been three months, so I mean, I understand it completely at this point. Um, But, I just feel just terrible for the whole situation still. Um so it was cool. Um I appreciated that they had TI come out and, and present it to his family, I think. Um which was which was cool. Um Let's see. Let's see what I wrote down here. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that I, I basically with nothing. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote down that it was an award, they did hire, um, all of that kind of stuff. Everything I kind of already said, so, no, it was great. So if you missed it or wanted to see that bit of performance, you know, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah. So shout out to Nipsey Hussle, I mean, he's fantastic. He's fantastic and, uh, you know, we continue to, to hope and pray that Lauren London can, can continue to move forward. Because so that'd be great. Okay, Um, and and, and to wrap up the BET Awards, um, Johnny Gill performed at 11:48, and let me just pause at that time because at 11:41, the Nipsey Hussle tribute thing was over. MC Light gets on the mic and goes, "We're not done yet." (laughs) I'm like, "Hold on!" At 11:41 p.m. We're not done yet. My God. So then they brought Johnny Gill out here. And he performed... um, I think he performed before I let go. I think that's the song he did. I'm not sure why they brought him out um, to do that song. But he did it. So it was all good. Um, And I know he was ready to sing for at least an hour. Because Nipsey's mom kind of went on a bit of a rant. Like kind of a long... She had a long... Uh, she had a long speech, okay, alright, um, some of it, I think, was a bit off the cuff, but hey, that's her business, she's okay, um, I did notice that she tried to get Nipsey's dad, <laughs> she tried to get Nipsey's dad to speak up, or move closer to the mic, or something like that, and she's like, they can't hear you, but she was on his face, like, like pulling his face, like, they can't hear you, they can't hear you, and he's just like, hey, 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 you just be over there and do your thing, okay? Come on now. And that was the funniest thing ever. I was like, yes, yes, black man, because you know that she's aggravating this fuck. I know she's aggravating. That's why y'all ain't, y'all ain't married no more, y'all divorced, because I know she was aggravating this fuck. I'm sure that he had some issues and mama needed to dip, but I'm pretty sure that she was aggravating this fuck, okay? Shout out to Nipsey, all right? Shout out to Nipsey. <laughs> um... Uh, the next thing I have on my list is, uh, this is, this is, Jesus, be offense, it's a segment of who in the fuck raised y'all. Okay, and I'm sorry, this is for my two co-workers. Um, you know, there's so many things. There's so many things, okay, that we do. A lot of things we do don't make sense. A lot of things we do are nasty to some people and good to others. This situation here is nasty as fuck. Um, co-workers state that when they were growing up, and I guess some even now. Um, they would eat their field peas, black-eyed peas, butter beans, lime beans, you know, whatever, whatever bean slash pea that they were served, they would put mayonnaise on it. Mayonnaise. Okay? And I wish that I had thought about this before I recorded it, or I could have got the sound effect for um, from Charlemagne. Okay? So I'll just try to do it. Um, I'll just try to do it myself. Okay, that's too much goddamn mayonnaise. Okay, no, no, no. Don't put mayonnaise on nothing like that. Your mayonnaise goes on the bread for the sandwich. Okay, mayonnaise is if you're trying to make a, a little a little dressing. Okay, mayonnaise is not for none of that shit. What part of the game is this? And one of them said, "Well, I don't need it like that anymore because you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm an adult." I said, "Do what now?" Okay she goes oh well I let my kids I let my kids eat it ma'am ma'am Kathleen come on come on come on come on come on come on anyway um, so yeah I, I just want y'all to, to watch out for this type of behavior if you do see this this is apparently not a drill it's a real deal and um, and I'm not real sure why Okay? So if you if you run across somebody that has done this or does this, I just I behoove you to ask them what in the fuck is going on? Why are we doing this? Okay? I behoove you to ask them. Just just one time. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you uh fifty cents if you ask them. Okay? Thank you. Um And it looks like I don't have much else written down, but I have other things to talk about. Um, But the last thing that's written down is grudges. And (laughs) I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were talking about grudges and how people be holding grudges and shit. And I realized I still have a grudge that I have yet to get over. And this will have been about, let's see, 15... Yeah, 15 years ago. This is 15 years ago, Um, 2004, I was in college. I was in college, I was, uh, let's say even, let's say even 16 years ago. So I was in college, and it was my senior year in college, so, yeah. Um, It was the end of the semester, end of one of the semesters, and... We went ahead and <laughs> we went ahead and sold our books back like we normally do every year. Go sell the books back, that way, you have a big old guap of money. You know, if it's you know Christmas break, then you have money for, for Christmas, and if it's not Christmas, if it's the end of the semester in spring, then you just have extra money for the summer or whatever it is. So, we would take our money, we would um sell our books back take our money, go out to eat, you know, typically a place that we normally couldn't go, so that, in this situation, it was Red Lobster, okay, so we went to Red Lobster, everybody ordered all their food, we had a good time, politicking, talking, having a good time, everybody ate, I got like the fried, you know, admirals, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying, with all the seafood, the clams, the shrimp, the fish, you know, everything's fried up, fried and dead, you know, and, um, everything was cool, I ate the food, everything was fine, went back to the dorm, cool, everything was good, everything was good, but at 6 a.m., on the dot, bang, I had a pang in my fucking side, in my side, that didn't stop for the entire day, I first... Had to use the bathroom. Then, I started vomiting. And at one point, it just was really bad. It was really, really, really bad. So, I lived in the dorm. I lived in the suite where we shared the common area, which was the living room. We had a kitchenette. Um, one, two room to each uh, bathroom. Okay. Cool. So. <laughs> so. My roommate, okay, not my sweetmates mates on the other side, but my roommate who was right next to me that shared the bathroom with me, she was there while I was throwing up and using the bath. I mean, I was really struggling. Like, I was, I thought I was going to die. I mean, that's just, that's just real. I, I had the worst bout of food poisoning that I've ever had in my life. I thought I was going to die. And I'm in there, Dead. My best friend, Carrie, she's an RA at the dorm that's literally up a hill and across the street from me. It would take maybe about maybe five, ten minutes for her to get to me, which wasn't a bad walk or anything. But at the same time, um, when you're busy and it's busy because, I mean, it was during the day and it was during the week when school and work was occurring, um, you know, I just it was a blessing to me to have the friends that I had that actually cared about me and checked on me and brought me food and meds and, and like, soup and all that kind of stuff, like... Because I was literally dead. I was literally dead. And so, my roommate... I was, um... That was all day. I couldn't go to work. I was supposed to go to work at 8 o'clock that morning. Then I was supposed to go to work again at 10. And then I was supposed to go to work again that day at 5 p.m. To about 10 o'clock. Right? So I was supposed to do all of these shifts. And I literally couldn't do shit all day. Okay? But shit. Okay? And, um, and vomit. And, um, when I finally got to a place. And this had to be like 8 o'clock that night. Okay? It was late in the evening when I finally got myself together and was able to sit up and I said to her I said yeah man I'm just having a hard time actually I don't even think it was eight o'clock that night I think it was in the afternoon like early afternoon I was just like yeah man I'm having a hard time duh. she goes yeah I heard you in there and I'm like whoa wait a minute bitch like hold hold hold, hold. what you mean you heard me what you mean you heard me in there So, you didn't come and check on me? You didn't think to say, hey, you okay? You didn't think to say, oh, did you want me to go to the store and get you some Pepto-Bismol for your stomach? Did you want me to get you some Alka-Seltzer? Did you want me to get anything? You know what I'm saying? She goes and cries because she's a crier, okay? Um, Well, actually, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, I said that. Whatever. And then she went on to, to class or whatever, right? So, then later on in the evening around that eight o'clock mark she gets back there and at that point i've already talked to at least two or three friends and you know carrie and carissa okay shout out to Riss. they both have come to my to my room and brought me stuff carrie came to my room got my debit card went to Walgreens where she worked and went to Walgreens wherever, Eckerd, Walmart, wherever she went, got me food, I mean, got me meds and stuff and brought it back to me, okay? So I confront this girl, the roommate, okay? I won't use her name. I confront this girl about this whole ordeal. I'm like, how could you not even ask me if you could do anything for me or anything? I was just bugged out because I was like, dang, I thought we were supposed to be friends. We, you know what I'm saying? This is the second time we living together. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you didn't even give a fuck about my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? I was like, you could have at least offered to go and get me something. Da da da. And she was just crying and crying, cause like I said, she was a crier. And she's like, oh, I don't have any money to do that. And da, da 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 da. And I was like, well, you could have got my debit card, and you could have went and got it. Just like Carrie came over here and got my debit card, and then da, da da da. you know what I'm saying? And it's like she went and and just was so emotional and everything. And because she's a crybaby, and well, at least she was. I don't know if she still is. She probably still is. Um, but she was such a crybaby, and. She she just thought that she was the victim in the situation and i literally had mustered up the energy to just say that and i didn't give a fuck about her feelings after that i really didn't (laughs) and so she and i had a strained relationship ever since that time for me because i couldn't trust her i couldn't believe anything she had going on you know all of that stuff and i even remember when we were out of you know living on campus and we were all living in our own you know apartments and stuff i just remember that anytime she came over there i just had nothing to say and as soon as she left it's like the energy was immediately you know raised and i was good to go and talking to everybody and everything was good and now i was like okay i hadn't experienced that before where one person could change my entire mood so i knew then that we could never really be true friends because I, I didn't trust her. I didn't. I didn't find her um, to be loyal or caring or trustworthy. You know. So I have been holding this grudge since that time because I still get aggravated when I tell the story. I still get frustrated. My foot starts to jump. My voice gets angry. My ass gets tight. Okay. I get. I get aggravated as fuck. And I need to let that go. Okay. I need to let that go. That was back in 2004. Alright? I was what? I was 20 years old. <laughs> oh my god, I wasn't even an adult. I was 20 years old. Okay? Um, and it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I, I still would have liked if she would have, you know, given a damn about my life in that time. But, I mean, I have to let that go. It's got to be water under the bridge at this point. I don't have a direct issue if I saw her I'd probably speak to her say hello how you doing might even share a hug maybe one of them side hugs not a full hug like you know energy chest to chest energy to energy but like a side hug you know hey how you doing you know what I'm saying that kind of thing um but you know if you have an issue like like me with letting things like that go um it's very hard for me to let go of the things that people have done to me per se um especially when you make me feel like I'm less than or you make it seem you know as if um it was too much for you to do the bare minimum in life um that is something that really bugs me so I think that if I had it to do over like in my 35 year old mind, in that same scenario, I probably wouldn't have given a fuck if she asked me to get meds or anything like that. I probably, in my 35 year old life, I would have said, Hey, will you go to the store and get this for me? Da 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 da. You know what I mean? And I think I might have even asked her then too, if it wasn't just an automatic, Hey, I'll go to the store for you, blah 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 blah, like it was with my other two friends, Carrie and Carissa. So, you know, you you know, you learn, you live, you learn some more, and then you get loves. So, there's that. Um, so, hopefully, that'll help somebody get over a grudge. I need to let it go. I don't know if it's gone yet, but it needs to be let go. I, I, I need to get over that because it's not doing anything for me. It's not working in my favor anyway, you know? So, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm a work in progress, goddamn. Um, uh, so things that are not, that are not written down, um, Stranger Things starts tomorrow, um, I can't wait for that, I'll be watching that all day tomorrow, I really hope nobody decides to call, um, you can text, but I mean, shit, you might not get a text for, like, 45 minutes, you know, from when the time, you know, it's time for, uh, it to go off and then come back off, right, um, But I don't know, I'm really excited about it. Um, Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm going to do a a Stranger Things recap, where I basically go over what happened in season 1 and 2, and then try to do a season 3 review. Um, So it might be Stranger Things recap part 1, part 2. Part 2 would be the, you know, Stranger Things 3 season, and then part 1 will be 1 and 2. So uh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. I'll be watching tomorrow, starting early in the morning at some point, maybe. Um, so, there's that. Um, also, what I didn't write down, which I should have made tons and tons of notes, because it was hilarious. The, uh, Democratic, uh, debate, okay? I saw night two of it, which what which had, um, it had Bernie Sanders, it had, um... Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, um, my nigga, um, Mayor Pete, uh, Booty, Booty Peg, or whatever his last name is, he's gay, and I need for his last name not to be Booty, you feel me? Um, but not him, um, my guy, Michael Bennett from Colorado, um, the author lady, and another blonde chick who was really dope, um, so I really appreciated that, um, a lot of them are very petty, um so they're really good to be, like, uh, politicians. This really suits them. Um, I don't know yet who's gonna win it. I know I can't vote for Biden. I can't allow Biden to be the one, because Biden's an asshole, okay? I don't know if you guys can see it, hear it, understand it. He's an asshole, okay? Alright, so. And if you're not sure why, just do some research on your own. I don't have time to go into it, because he's a whole asshole, okay? Um... But no, he um he seemed to be very bothered by the fact that Kamala had so much to say to him about his busing views um, back in the day, and you know it's it's a it's a um it's a case I'm gonna pick the mic up. It's a case of. Old white men who were born in a certain time and were raised and, you know, became adults in a certain time who are still out here trying to be a part of this digital world. But they're totally analog girls. You understand? So that's what's going on with Joe Biden. Joe, you know, he's been around a very long time he has been around when things were passed that were extremely egregious for black people and brown people he's been around for things that um you know were detrimental to the black community black and brown communities um specifically his 1993 um crime bill um his uh dubbed joe his biden bill you see And um, basically, where him and Hillary Clinton were calling black males super predators, you know, it's it's a huge problem. It's it's a huge problem, a huge issue. Um, So, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't get past that and I can't ignore it. Joe Biden's full of shit. So, yeah. Hopefully, everybody will see that and they won't just go jump on him just because he was Obama's running mate and vice president of the United States. Hopefully, people will have a better... Um. Pff, have a better fucking have better fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Just just pay attention to what's happening and what's being said. Let me put the mic back down. And lastly, we're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard to tell us where he's going to play basketball next year. We're still waiting. Um Everybody's saying everything. You know, we're hearing, oh, he's going to stay in Toronto. We're hearing, oh, he's going to sign in LA. Oh, it's going to be the Clippers. No way. It's going to be the Lakers. Oh, he's going to do this. Oh, he's going to do, he went to talk to KD. They want to play together. Like, listen, okay? I just want the answers, okay? I just need the answers to the test. I don't want to know who wrote it, all right? Come on. Goddamn. I can't take it. So. Um, I think I've already talked about the Lakers. Um, the Warriors have made moves. Made, they've made moves that I don't understand, so we won't talk about those, okay? We're just going to trust the process, and we're going to see how this goes next year. Um, but I, I can feel a shift back to my main team, the Lakers. I can I can feel the shift um, because I think that it's over for Golden State, and it, that's really sad for me to say because... I really love Golden State and everything about them. The way they play, the way they drafted, the way that they did everything. So, so we shall see. We shall see. Hopefully, the moves that they've made will, will pan out. But, I'm here to tell you, I don't know about that. Okay? Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, as soon as, as soon as we can get that answer from Kawhi, I think, uh, free agency will basically be over. Um, and then the people who still don't have teams will have teams because a lot of people are waiting on Kawhi. Some people are waiting to see if he comes back to Toronto, then they'll sign with Toronto. If he goes to LA, okay, then I'll go to LA. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that kind of waiting game, basically. Um... So, yeah, Jalen Rose came on TV today talking about he heard 99% that, yeah, he's going to go back to Toronto. So, we'll see. Ah, shit. That aggravates me because don't, you know, make me think he's going to the Lakers and then he go to fucking Toronto. That'll kill me. That'll kill me. You know. But, anywho. I digress. But, uh, that's pretty much all I had today, y'all. I don't have too, too, too much. I, I, I haven't been writing down things that's... As uh, the week has been progressing, Um, I should have, but I did not. Um, It's a holiday week. Um, I'm off of work until, like, Monday, so I'm really excited about that. Um, So, again, I'll be able to chill out. Like I said, I'll be watching Stranger Things. I'll be doing some recording so that I can do the recaps for it and all of that. So, So... Um, you guys, I want you to go to wherever you stream this show, um, doesn't matter to me, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, wh- wherever you stream this, um, I want you to hit the, uh, like, uh, the subscribe button too, um, go into the settings, see if there's anything else you can do to, to give me some kind of love, okay, <laughs> um, But, uh, as always, I'm on all or most major pop uh, platforms, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, um, Blueberry, CastBox, um, Google Podcasts, um, Google Play, uh, you know, all of that. iHeartRadio, can't forget about them because they gave me the most... You know, trouble. So, iHeartRadio, okay, um, and 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 probably some more. Oh, PodCoin, guys, don't forget about PodCoin. I think I mentioned them before. PodCoin is dope. They actually pay you to listen to your favorite podcast, which is so crazy. Um, so, I actually listen to a lot of stuff on PodCoin just so I can get those points out and such. So, I'm really working toward getting that Amazon card. You're welcome. Um, uh, but other than that, guys, that's all. That- oh. Oh, no, I don't know how I was gonna forget about this. I got introduced to a new podcast last week. Um, it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno, okay? This podcast is fan-fucking-tastic, okay? Let me give you a, like, a very short synopsis of the show. Basically, there's this fella. Let's call him, I don't know, William. I don't know his name. So let's call him William. William's got a dad. His dad's, uh name is Rocky Flintstone, which I think is fan fucking fantastic. Okay, so Rocky Flintstone um has written um uh, he's he's retired. He and his wife actually um do some publishing with like, you know, uh, cookbooks. Rocky decided, "Hey man, let me try my hand at a little erotica." And the, the porn slash erotica is so horrible. It's so horrible. It's, it's, it's so horrible. It's hilarious. Um, I implore you guys to pull it up. Listen to the trailer. Okay. You don't even have to listen to the first episode. Just listen to the trailer and you're going to love it. Um, other than the fact that, you know, this is a British podcast and the accents make everything much, 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 much better. Um, they legit have legit ask questions for every turn of this this uh this book. Um they basically read one uh chapter per episode. Um if it's really short, they'll do two because I think they did double up early on in season 1. This thing is coming up on 5 seasons. Um they've been on HBO. They have had an HBO special. Um listen, I'm amazed by the fact that I didn't know a damn thing about this until last week. Last week in 2019. Okay? So, thank you, Kathleen, for bringing this into my life. Um, uh, the, the porn name in the book is called Belinda Blinks. I implore you to listen to this podcast and then go to Amazon and type in Belinda Blinks so you can see all the books. I implore you. You're welcome. And you'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. Um, uh... But that's it, guys. That's really it. I'm done. I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm not going to take us to the hour mark. Holla. Um, I don't think I talked about this beat. I don't think I talked about this beat. Not one bit at the beginning. But I love this beat. This beat's called Love Things. And I think I was going through a thing at this time. I think I... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was going through a thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Yeah, shout out to that beat CD. That is—it's is like the gift that keeps on giving. I just can't—I just—I just love it. So, yeah, guys, check me out on all platforms. Um, and thanks for listening. Holla.